My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And before we get started, I know that uh, we know that this week has been a bit fraught in the K-pop world, what with all of these uh, chat scandals happening. And because of this, we did decide to remove our YG FSO episode because we didn't feel comfortable having such a, a Sungri-centered episode still in our roster after all of the horrible things that he has been involved in. So we just wanted to make note of that before we get started on today's episode. But on to fun things, today's episode is a Q&A with us, the Nunas! Yay! Yay! So we asked Twitter for a bunch of questions, and y'all delivered about things that you wanted to know. Now, why are we doing this? Because we had a thousand listens! Yay! Yay! You like us! You like us! You really like us! But before we get on that, time for our usual first segment, what's everyone been watching? Amanda? Um, well, let me see. Uh, I rewatched Two Moons this week because I needed something light and fluffy and just easy to watch. And that is easy to watch. And also I fast forward through about two thirds of it. So, you know, it goes quickly. Um, <laughs> although not as quickly as I think it should. Like I'm always like, oh, there's only like three episodes left. I'll be done that in an hour. And then two hours later, I'm like, oh, I should have gone to bed a while ago. But whatever. It's so good. It's so cute. And they're just so cute. I'm still watching, like, all the other stuff that I've mentioned previous weeks, sort of. I'm kind of behind in, like, everything right now. So um, I'll catch up eventually, maybe. And I started watching Caution Hazardous Wife with my sister this week, Mm -hmm. which we're about an episode and a half in, and it's fabulous. Absolutely wonderful. It's sort of... The premise is sort of like if you've seen that movie Long Kiss Goodnight from the 90s where mm. she's like a super spy who assassin or whatever who has amnesia and except for in this case the girl does not have amnesia she has um, made the conscious decision that she just wants to have like a nice comfortable life she wants to get married and raise kids and stop killing people so she like fakes her own death so she can go off and she gets a job doing something and goes to a mixer and meets a guy and three months later she gets married and becomes a happy housewife and six months after that she is bored to tears and she's a horrible (laughs) cook so her husband like eats out every night so she's lonely and she's bored and and they're not really doing stuff together anymore so they're not really having sex and she's like sad and lonely and she meets two of her friends like two neighbors um, who are housewives who are going through a similar sort of dry spell in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And they start joining culture classes. Like in the first episode, it's all mm-hmm. based around she being a former assassin recognizes immediately that the one girl in their class is being abused. The three women decide to like befriend her and just eventually she'll come to us and mm-hmm. and so it's a whole thing about sisterhood and you know sisterhood and friendship and and the fact that she can totally take this guy out so like at, yeah. at one point she's like she keeps saying to the girl 
do you want me to fix this for you? And she's like, no, I'm fine. Do you want me to fix this for you? No, I'm fine. Do you want me to fix? And finally she's like, she says to her, what do you want? Like, do you want him dead? Do you want him? Like, what do you need here? Because I could do it. I just need a divorce. I just need him out of my life. But the reality is the underlying story is these three bored, horny housewives who, like, can't get their husband's attention. Like, literally. (laughs) So, yeah, it's basically just the story of these three wives, like, taking classes to try and, like, seduce their husbands and get them to, like, Sex with them. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you only get in a J drama. You never get that yeah. in a K drama. Oh no, I can't. No. <laughs> yeah, no. But how about you, Nat? Or no, Jess? Yes. Jesse. Um, well, I've been super busy and literally the only thing that I've watched is the two episodes of the show we're gonna talk about. <laughs> um the only other time I had any time to watch anything, I just spent it on YouTube because I do that a lot because I've been, like, actively watching YouTube since, like, 2006, so that will never change. I'll just, like, randomly put on YouTube for not even, like, Asian entertainment. I was mm-hmm. literally watching sewing videos and pining over a sewing machine that I want that's, like, 700 bucks that I can't afford. But, yeah, that's, like, it. That's all I've done <laughs> besides work. I'm not caught up in anything. I, I'm behind a romance and touch your heart. I didn't watch any more of Pretty Proofreader. None of that. Nothing. <sighs> nothing Life. Life. well for me I was watching a Thai drama uh, on Netflix called Innocence it was pretty good uh, I'm like at the part where like everyone has misunderstandings so like they all break up like <laughs> yeah I know like so it's kind of I'm like I'm like I needed to break from that because I was like too depressing so I too uh, rewatched Two Moons again this is funny because I rewatched Two Moons two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> and just how life works for me sometimes. I have it on my phone. Like, it's saved on my phone permanently so that when I'm sad, I'm just like, eh, let's turn on the last episode of Two Moons. Like, that'll cheer me up. And it always does. Like, so fluffy. So cute. And then I also watched the first episode of Kingdom. And I have the rest saved on my phone to watch on the train tomorrow. We're going to see uh, all those hats that uh, American <laughs> Twitter was a buzz about. <laughs> what about you, Sky? What have you been watching? I'm caught up, I think. I guess I'm not totally caught up with Touch Your Heart because it comes out today. Hmm. I was just watching it before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I think I, I'm behind one on Radiant, The Light in Your Eyes, hmm. which evidently, here's what happened. Not even plot-wise. There's supposed to be this big twist, and I thought it was in episode nine. So, like, the whole episode, I was like, where's the big twist that I want to know about? And it's in episode ten that wasn't, uh, they're being super slow subbing it. So classic I'm, capers. So, so I'm just like, oh, okay, I get to wait longer. So that's, that's fine. Uh, what, and I'm still liking that. It's just, so there's this huge thing that I have no idea what's going on. So... Uh, I'm behind on the fiery priest by a lot, but I'm just gonna smush that in whenever. It, it's fun, but I did watch one episode of Big Issue. Okay, I never say I'm bored. Like I'm just not. It, it's tough <laughs> for me to get bored, but it's funny because they were doing. I, I like action stuff. 
And they were doing excessive amounts of action for a paparazzi picture. And it was a really, really long scenes of it, long drawn out. And it was only like, I think a 30, I think it was a 30 minute episode, maybe 45. I think it was 30. But it felt so long. Like the whole episode felt so long. And then I started the second episode and I'm like, I just can't get down with it. I mean, I'm probably going to drop it. I'll probably try it again, though. There just hasn't been enough. I can see why some people like it, but like just Mm -hmm. the subject matter just isn't. And it's kind of saucy a little bit, but I don't think it's just not. I don't know. It's just not attracting me very much, which I like lots of stuff. So it it takes a lot for me to be like, eh. So I'll probably just. Mm. I wanted to want to watch that. Mm, Same. I liked, um, I watched the first couple episodes of, uh, what is that, Bad Guys 2, and mm. Jujin Mu was in that, and, like, he's lovely, and mm. I really wanted to watch it for him, mm. um, but, uh, yeah, I just couldn't, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I was hoping that this would be, like, delightful fun, so I could enjoy him and And it might, it might be they're having to build up the premise and then it's fun after that but it's hard for me to get totally on board with like yay paparazzi just because like i i don't know it's it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a part of an occupation that i really but it's not like i love lawyer stuff either and i'll watch a ton of courtroom well things. yeah but at the same time lawyers can do good things pa- paparazzi they're kind of like a pestilence on the photography world let's be honest <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. They're, trying, they're trying to give this guy purpose and there's backstory, personal backstory and tragedy. And so, I mean, they're trying to give depth to that. And so I get it. But like, still, I don't know. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like trying to make, you know, TMZ seem, you know, like. But you could. You could make. You could make someone seem yeah, very human that, that works that job. <laughs> like, but their job is just so weaselly that I just. Yeah, it's kind of, when you have so much uh, dispatch, like, crap come through, it's a little hard to, like, watch a drama that's like, oh, yeah, dispatch. Let's make them the heroes, right? Like, okay. Oh, there was there was something I wanted. And I'm way behind on the golden eyes, but I just accepted that fact. And that all. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all will be (laughs) watching that. I I forgot to mention it. I have kept up with it. And well, not like kept up. I'm I'm like six episodes behind, but they go really quickly. Um, And like being six episodes behind is not like being six episodes behind on like there's five episodes a week. Like it's really like being two episodes behind. Yeah, exactly. So. And it's still amazing. So after there's like a brief action-y bit, he's back to like appraising rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Like, yes! And it's taking like a long time with him like learning the art of like jade appraising. And I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> no, that's oh, that's like what we need, man. It's I all we wanted. I literally just want to watch Lay be at like a rock auction, like <laughs> picking the best rock, like, like gamble, gamble rocks where you don't know how much jade's on the yes, inside. I was watching and those like, ones, the gamble rocks. Like, I think you should go for it. Uh, this rock, <laughs> I have a good feeling about it. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, now that we've gone over what we're currently watching, it's time for some Q&As, question with answers. So, the first question came from our main man on Twitter, Ricky. 
We love Ricky. Like, we just love Ricky. We do. So his question was, what is our origin story? Now, it's a very organic situation that I believe began with Jesse and Mike. Okay. <laughs> yes. Kind <laughs> of. Kind of. There's a whole process that happened. It, was, it wasn't like, there was like multiple group chats that led to the final group chat. I had friended all of you and I, I'm sure all of you had like friend each other or whatever. And I had talked to each of you variously. Mm. And there was, I think, I think drama current tagged me in a thread where someone was like, Hey, I need to find new people to follow. Yeah. And so then that brought me there and I was like, Oh, well, while I'm here, I'll tag some people. And then you tagged me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a drama. I tagged y'all. Oh my goodness. I actually, it was like, I, I wish I was kidding about this, but I immediately turned to my husband and I was like, Briggsy, I've arrived. No <laughs> <laughs> one cares about my opinion on the internet. You didn't even know where that was going to go. No, I didn't. It was all innocent in those early days. No, but we like, I think like a lot of people like kind of showed up on that like thread and we all got along really well. We were all very happy that day too. It was like <laughs> a very started- fun day for all of us. We, then we started a group chat. There was like, there was like the OG group chat that well, had yeah, like then, 20 people in it. But like before that, during one of our thread comments, gif call like threads, I'm pretty sure we have a picture of it. And then we found out it was like Natalia said. Jokingly that, said. <laughs> jokingly. We should start a podcast. He he he. And, and I was <laughs> like, well, don't tell me that because I'll want to do that. And, and then like literally like a week later. <laughs> It was like, so hey, about that podcast. <laughs> it, was a, it was a week later, and I believe it was uh, Sky who put the four of us in a group chat and was like, were you all serious about that there podcast? Because, like, I need some friends. No, 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 no. You guys are accelerating time a little too fast. Okay, maybe. <laughs> we're trying to make it seem like we were just best friends from the moment we yeah. actually kind of were. Like, we all had clicked very fast. Yeah. It didn't take that long. We honestly had not talked that much before all of a sudden Natalia was like hey podcast and we're like maybe like we actually said that in pu- like public tweets yeah the yes. fact that we I were was, like, okay. at the time I was kidding I didn't think it would actually lead to a podcast <laughs> be honest they've that learned by that now is they can't just say things like that to me and then expect yeah. it not to bite in the butt later yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did. We had a like a group chat with a lot of people for a very long time. Yes, but it wasn't that long. It was, no, it was really only, only like a week and a half. Too. Yeah. No, it was like a month or it so. It wasn't a month. It I was don't not a month. month. It was definitely not a month. You jumped the gun. You wanted us so bad, Sky. Uh, you I, wanted some friends. There was plenty of time to figure out personalities and all types of. I mean, I, I was know. like I, calculating. I was analyzing. That I was. This is what we didn't know. Sky was analyzing us all in the group chat. To I was. Who was the best? We were the creme de la creme for podcasts. Oh, no. They personally well, picked us. Yes, <laughs> and no. Ian picked yes. us for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of the other people who were in that group chat already had, That's like, podcasts 
and things, yeah, YouTube channels and stuff that they were doing. We, 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 we didn't were probably purposely like pushed aside someone. <laughs> we were yeah, like, no, no, no. There was there really wasn't it, anyone rejected. Losers <laughs> left over. <laughs> going on. <laughs> All right, who are the losers who don't already have friends on a podcast? <laughs> Let's get together. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. it was like a couple of weeks because we did spend like a month figuring out what we were going to do with the podcast. Yeah. But there really was only like four or five months between me actually joining Twitter for specifically mm. Asian content and us putting and out our first episodes. The like, world moves fast when you're not paying attention. <laughs> da, 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 da. Nah, the world, time, time goes fast when you're having fun. Am I right, ladies? But yeah, it was, kind of, it was really organic and just sort of kismity. But I don't what? remember who figured out the name. Oh, that's how, that was the longest part. And the reason we is decided... It yes, because you at Because this is the origin of the name, Certified Nunes. I remember specifically, because I was involved in this in a more technical aspect. Um, Amanda had seen someone at the gym who had a shirt that said Certified Ninja. And... She was like, and had her brain rewrote that to certified Nuna, and she thought that was hilarious. So she asked me to design a t-shirt that said certified Nunas that she could get to wear at the gym. And then we were like, that would be a great podcast name. And I think I made like five different versions of the shirt. Like, there was a lot of versions of the shirt until I was like, I'm like, I don't really like this one. Uh, Maybe I'll try this. So there was many many versions of the certified Nuna shirt that uh, some of which still exists in the Soju Night shop, which you can buy lots of merchandise. <laughs> Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> actually, yes, sponsored. Yes, sponsored by myself. Yeah. And that was, then we were like, that would be a great name. And then we were jokingly said, your opus call us Nuna, which I always laughed at because that was a line from a Jesse song. The line from this, it's one of the lines in Spirit Animal by Jesse. So I always thought that was hilarious. I didn't know it was an actual line from Yeah, it's an actual We have a theme song and we didn't even know it. Yeah, like I'm totally unaware. <laughs> well, like, I'm I'm gonna be honest, the themes like the song Spirit Animal, I think more just describes me than it describes the rest <laughs> of you. It's got real like unwarranted bad bitch energy. And if anyone who has like unjustified bad bitch energy in here probably me <laughs> I'm terrible so yeah that's the the history there it was is- a nice awkward moment at some point where I did have to be like hey are we doing this or not and then everyone was like I don't know I was yeah, kind of joking because I never would have thought that someone would be like yeah do you want to do this with me like I would have yeah, been no, like same. I was like I was like, like, I was like me it's like people actually care enough about my opinions to want to like be my friend on the internet. Like we barely and, know like, each and, other and in person, and now we're like besties. Like what happened? Come on. It really was like super fast. It just yeah. happened, happened, happened. And there was a little time we were trying to figure out everything and get everything like mm-hmm. what we wanted to do essentially. And then like you know you have to do all the boring technical stuff like figure yeah. out email and social media and stuff. And then we're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And then, here we are. And this is several months later and thousand thousand listens and we're still killing it. Killing it. What what? All right, Ricky, I hope I hope I hope you're happy with that, Ricky. You, pro- <laughs> you promised to finally listen to our podcast. So we'll quiz you later. We'll quiz you. All right. The next question 
Her name is Natalia, but we call her Spanish Natalia because she is from Chile. So her question, she has, we have several questions from her. We love her so much. We're like toys. And also her name's Natalia, so she's automatically awesome. So the next <laughs> question was, what was your worst drama ending ever? Like, which ending do you hate the most? Definitely Flower Boy Ramen Shop for me. Mm. That one is, I, <laughs> rage, 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 <laughs> all the time. Just, you know what? I hate, I hate a book, a movie, a drama, anything where I feel like you got to the end mm. and it completely negated everything. And basically mm-hmm. where she ends up yeah. is where she started. Yeah. It's like 16 hours never happened. Like <laughs> all the character growth is gone. All of the life change is gone. Everything pointless meant nothing. And that is the kind of ending that just makes me rage. And that was the ending for me, in my opinion. I know some people feel very differently about Mm. the end of that. For me, not so much. Mine was probably cheese in the trap, which is why I have come up with the expression, you done got cheese in the trap for when the ending of a drama is really bad. Because in sort of a similar sense, the, the ending just, resolved nothing and was stupid and I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) And it like it ruined the rest of the show. Like the show, okay, I'm gonna be honest, like it might not be the best drama ever made, but it was fairly compelling, even though like the main dude was clearly a sociopath. But that was okay because like it it worked in the sense of the, the overall story of the story. But then like it wasn't resolved and it, it literally made the rest like looking back on the drama it made me not like it as much as I did while I was watching it because like I was like excited for each episode and then when that last episode happened I was like kidding me you kidding me with this Korea what what the hell is this what the hell it's neat <laughs> though because for me that was the same thing it felt like they did a time jump and it felt yeah. like she time jumped backwards like she all the character growth, all the change, all the everything. Nothing made any sense. It was gone. All stupid. The other one that I get annoyed at is one that I don't think many people that I know have seen. And it was Secret Hotel. And my, okay, the only reason I got so mad is because the main lead in that show was the biggest garbage person. Like, just such a whiny little child. And... Namgoon Min played the, like, second male lead, and he was, like, better in literally every single way. And this girl, like, there was no way in this girl's personality that she would go back to her whiny, childlike, whiny little boy ex instead of this, like, accomplished hotelier who just wanted to be nice and handsome and they had good <laughs> chemistry. So like, I was like, really, you're going to, you're going to do this. You're going to, mm, th- this man child over this adult man. <laughs> Are you kidding me with this? Like no sane woman. It's the same problem with like their, you know, Ramadan. No sane woman would pick the main lead on those shows. I'm still like, I think back on it and I'm like, God. There's passion in these expressions, by the way, right. if you guys are missing out on. <laughs> there is. Okay, so mine, 
I'm kind of cheating because it's not the end, mm. but the show has currently five seasons. So, like, oh, wow. I can, like, fudge on this. Yes. So, I really like Quiz from God. It's, mm. like, a very episodic, like, drama. And the third season, like, really made me want to cry. And I, I, I don't know how, I do know how I, I power through it. But like, if you've never watched the show, it's got like, it's like the episodes, there's something that happens and every episode they're like the person who died or person who mm. involved in the situation um, have some sort of uh, disease and it's like a very uncommon disease. And so that's like the main factor of the show because the group of scientists working on these cases that's their like main study. Um, but they also would do this really great thing where they would tie in social prejudices around those diseases. And like it would so like you'd have like the whole episode and they're like figuring out like things going on castle style or like bone yeah. style. And then they come to the end and then there'd be this like really great moment where you're like talking about like how like society could have wronged the person or the way that we perceive people, even if they're different, is wrong. And it so it had this like kind of really great thing. Mm -hmm. So first two seasons, great. Then season three comes around and they decided to change things up. They get rid of the female, the lead female detective and bring in another guy who is stupid cop who doesn't believe that the kid is this smart, doesn't believe any of the doctors. And they literally, it's like they push all that like really sweet, like social justice, like aside oh. in favor of it being like antics and like the police department sucks. Like, I mean, like really like the, it's like bumbling idiots nonstop. And you're like, but uh, this is ridiculous. And so that's it, annoying. And I think what like the very telling thing about the show was that during the first two seasons, and they since picked it up, um, before they would do an autopsy, because that's what they mainly did in their department, they would have a moment of silence. And they, like, every episode, you would see that moment of silence. Third season came around. Nothing. No, nothing. That was like, you could tell that's like they wanted to take that out and put in more campiness. And it was so hard. But I am a weak human being. And <laughs> Dong Hei is in in season four, <laughs> and so I was pushing through to watch for Dong Hei in season four, and that's the only reason, like, that I got through season three. It it picked back up, and then the, this past season has been like closer to the first two seasons, but that one it really like I was so mad at the show. Other things I'm like eh, about like the endings, but that I physically was like this this is not what you had in the first two seasons. Yeah, took away like the best part about it it's not like the most well-written show but it was so good and so sweet and had those little moments where you're like yes you need to stop and think about what you're doing to people who don't look like you you know they could have a deformity or they could you know have to do this because of their disease or whatever mm -hmm. but yeah so mad at season three so i don't think i have one because usually by the time i get well, first of all, I haven't watched as many dramas as you guys have. I have watched. I haven't looked recently. Last I looked, it was like 66. So it's not like I'm, I haven't watched anything. I've watched some stuff. Um, but usually by the time I'm getting miffed or just not engaged with it anymore, I drop it. Like, <laughs> But also I'm pretty picky with what I, I say that. 
older stuff, not currently airing stuff, I'm pretty good about kind of going where I know I'm probably going to be pleased in the first place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I might challenge that at some point and watch something that I probably won't like, but as far as I I look through reviews, if it doesn't seem like my type of thing, I won't watch in the first place. I'll often try an episode or two and they'll be like, eh. So I haven't gotten to an ending that I'm wanting to tear my hair out at because... If something was annoying me, I dropped it way before then. I think the farthest I got and something that bothered me was about time. I got over halfway through that one while it was currently airing. Mm. And I just couldn't do it anymore, man. I couldn't do it. I finished that drama. Why? Why did you finish that? <laughs> because it's Natalia. <laughs> the, ending, the ending was as disappointing as you can possibly imagine. Yeah. It was it was like there was good I saw no light at the end of the tunnel at one point and I was like, I'm not gonna stick this one out. Which is too bad because I, I liked some of the actors just fine. Yeah, but... like the acting was fine, the story was stupid. Oh yeah. Motives but, for And not sure. even like the whole story. Like the concept of it I kinda liked, which is why I started watching, but then the further it went on, the stupider it got, and I was just like Was that the one where she could See your timeline. See how long you you had to live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started that and dropped it too. I started it like I dropped it on second episode. I was like, (laughs) I don't like it. I liked and I liked the them together, but like, yeah, yeah, it was too much. Flipping it around, we were asked by a couple of different people. Mm. Annie and Caitlin both asked for top five dramas for each of us, just to get a sense uh, of. Like what? Caitlin said, because she wanted to know, like, get a sense of what each of us are into, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Annie said the same thing, just yeah. to have that sen- that better understanding. So like, if you know what someone's up. into, if they recommend something, you can know if you're going to like it by what they've previously been into. Yeah. So, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Caitlin, Annie, we see you. We see you. <laughs> so for me, I... I fi- always find it hard, like, to pick. So I decided to go with one from each country, basically. Nice. Good idea. Just make my life easier that way. So K-drama, my favorite is Chicago Typewriter. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the Solid. libraries. I love the actors. I love just, it's beautiful. I cried. I laughed. I enjoyed it. It's a really it. good show. Kissing. It's lovely. Got everything. Um, and great, great insight into that specific period of history Mm. with the Japanese occupation and stuff I learned things that I didn't really know before about that time period so that was kind of cool um Japanese uh million yen women like Mm. I love that drama which is weird because I'm not usually into the like really intense kind of stuff and that is definitely a very intense drama but I Mm. love it um again laughed and cried and it was excellent um for my Taiwanese I haven't actually finished this one but it's like a a daily one called two fathers and it's it's just the freaking cutest thing I've ever seen in my life and it's a million episodes long so I generally (laughs) watch about like 10 or 12 episodes and then I put it back on hold and then later when things slow down again and I need something sweet and easy I pull it back out and watch another 10 episodes and I'm on about 35 right now something like that but like it's just it's just 
easy and cute and sweet and like the daughter has like freaking cat whisker dimples that like know, so face wrinkles up like cat whiskers when she smiles so it's cute. the cutest thing I've ever seen so it's just <laughs> easy 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 you see everything coming a million miles away hmm. nothing surprises you and it's just all comfortable watch um for Chinese language my girlfriend's boyfriend um seasons one and two it is so a, funny it's a surprisingly <laughs> good drama for the setup like you you think you're just getting funny but it like brings the feels like something fierce and you're like I did not expect that to come from this drama that is ridiculous. But, I mean, the premise is ridiculous. He gets sent to robots from the future. Like, it's a whole thing. And <laughs> he, he thinks he orders a girl robot, but he ordered a boy robot by accident. And the boy robot imprints on him and is in love with him. But he's like, dude, I'm not into dude. And the dude robot can't change his wiring, so he loves him. And then the girl robot shows up, and instead of imprinting on him, the girl robot imprints on the boy robot. So he's <laughs> in love with the girl robot, and she's in love with the dude robot, and the dude robot's in love with him. And basically, it's found family. They yeah. become a family. Like, not a family. It's not, like, creepy. It's, like, they it's just cute. become a family. It's super cute. And, yeah, and there's a lot of feels in it. And then for Ty... I have to say Two Moons because mm. I've watched it like I know ten times and <laughs> I love it and it's simple. But is it one of the best Thai dramas I've ever watched? No, no, it is not. I love it. It, it makes not. you feel good when you watch it, and yeah. sometimes that's more important than like quality show. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's something strangely endearing about Two Moons that like you cannot escape. Yeah, like once it once it has you in its hold, it has you forever. <laughs> if I have to go with one that's actually good, I would say Wake Up Ladies, which I watched last year, and it's sort of like a Thai Sex in the City kind of thing, where the main character though is the uh, like gay best friend, and it's just really enjoyable. Good. Like the good. the friendship and the like hanging out and these girls all being together and taking care of each other and stuff. And it was a really good drama. So if you're looking for Thai drama to try, I really recommend Wake Mm. Up. Yeah, it's a good one. What about you, Jesse? So my current all-time favorite is Because This Is My First Life. I just love Mm. it. I have a strong connection with the character. Like, I feel like she has some really great like moments where it's like you kind of she's like quiet about things but then kind of does these breakthrough things which I know people hate because they hate that trope but they actually set up that her character would do what she does on the end multiple times through this series and in her what you don't see in her past Mm. and I thought like that was really neat that they they actually made that trope essential from like the very beginning. And I I just really, I love the group of friends. I love the stories. I love that it had this quietness about it. And then also the kind of the reversal of what it means to be a wife, because Mm -hmm. especially because when she starts to have to do all like, especially with the Korean culture where you're like doing all of the, you know, preparation for the memorials and that sort of thing and how they kind of took a look at that and kind of brought to light what the issues were with that. I thought it was just really great. I love it. I love the writing. 
Second is Come and Hug Me, which yeah. is like my genre, like my normal genre. Like if I was watching Western shows, I'm really into crime shows. But there was just it was told beautifully. And it also had some really great theatrical moments um, and cinematic moments that they tied in. And also you didn't know where the story was going to go. But it still had the love story and it still had the realistic story of like the serial killer and then also just like dealing with family and what it means to actually be a family, even if they're not blood related too, and what um, dealing with a family member who has done wrong and how like, it, you know, the, the world perceives family as being evil by association when they aren't and it shouldn't be that way. I just thought it was just incredibly well done. Then there's a, my favorite J-drama of all time is The Reason I Can't Find My Love. And I think one of the biggest reasons that I started to like it is because the main girl is a light technician. And so I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is really cool. She's a light technician. And and I, I work in props. So I was like, oh, this is really great that I, I found an Asian drama that, that, that this female was doing it. But um, it's kind of, uh, in Japan, it was aired like a kind of sex in the city and it's got that vibe but not really it's really about the relationship of these this group of women who kind of come together to live in the same house because they just needed to and their relationship together and their relationship with their job and with their boyfriends and that sort of thing and it's just got a it's got a really great central female cast that don't do things like tear each other down Mm -hmm. and I thought that was a it's a really great drama but i watched it on drama fever so i can't oh. watch it again uh, <sighs> oh, it gets you every you think that you're finally over it and then and it, it gets you just pulls you back in slaps you mm-hmm. <sighs> one day i'll find it again maybe maybe vicky will come through because they've been airing so many j dramas my next one is coffee prince and that's just it's it's one of my the first shows that I really started to fall in love. So I have like that nostalgic, like, oh, this is so sweet. And the relationship is really sweet. And there's just some really sweet moments. And I love the like family that's formed within the guys at the coffee shop. And it's just it's just one of those things like it's not the best, but it still like makes me happy when I watch it. So yeah, you don't yeah, have to justify things yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. It, just, it gives you good feelings. And that's yeah. why you like it. And then the last one, I couldn't decide between two and it was more because I was like oh I have so many Korean ones I should pick a J drama <laughs> one but then also I was like but I want this Korean one so I kind of have it tied I cheated a little bit um Same. Yeah. <laughs> the first Korean uh, it's uh, just between lovers uh which if you haven't watched it it's so good it's heartbreaking but I think <sighs> the way that they handle the story because if you don't know it's about a mall collapse and the effects around that but it's so great that they don't just deal with the people who are actually in the mall mm. and suffered like injuries or whatever. They also deal with the families who lost members. Yeah. And that was like just beautiful. And it's, I thought mm-hmm. it was just incredibly well done. It was amazing to watch. And like any time they were talking to the, like the family members of the people who have passed, it was just, and then the J drama uh, is what I just watched because I watched the Korean version and then I had to watch the J drama. It's a one million stars falling from the sky, which was outstanding. It was yeah. great, wonderful. Blew the Korean version out of the water, even like eight years older or something. I think mm. 2000, early 2000s, maybe mm. when it aired, but 
Oh, it's so good. I think they did a better job. But that, that's it. Those are my picks. So for me, Natalia here, um, my number one of all time is Circle. It's mm. like literally one of the most outstanding shows I've ever seen. Not even so just good. K-dramas. So good. Now that, that was, was a like, drama fever too. That was a drama fever casualty, but we're hoping someone will bring it back because like if you can find it, watch it. It's incredible. And it's it was so good. I, I can't. I can't. It's just so good. I can't even. So good. I can't describe how good it is. Like it's <laughs> indescribably good. So my my number two. Okay. So as we were saying, sometimes things aren't amazing, but you love them anyway. Um, so my number two, which was my number one until Circle came around for years and years, is uh, Fool's Love, um, otherwise known as Hogu's Love, which is another drama fever casualty, but. Um, it's, it gives you all the feels you're ha- you're like, you laugh, there's hilarious stuff. There's just tragic stuff. There's a cute baby. Like, what more do you want? What more do you want from a show? A dog. Um, there's a dog, there's no dog but <laughs> there's, there's a really funny series of jokes revolving around condoms, which is uh, unheard of. Which for Asia. you put it over the top. No, like it was, it, <laughs> Like, I can't even tell this joke. So there's, like, a, a a girl is pregnant out of wedlock, and the main guy thinks that it's this one guy's baby. But this guy's actually just, it's her lawyer. But, like, they went to school together, so he's like, oh, it's definitely the father. And so he gets, like, all worked up in his own mind about, like, why didn't this guy use condoms? Like, if he was going to be so irresponsible and have, like, a one-night stand, like, he should have used condoms if he didn't get pregnant. So he ends up, like, punching the guy in the face and screaming condoms at him while throwing <laughs> at him in an elevator. happening, <laughs> right? Because he's, like... So he just like he's like ah! and then like it just then it just shows like the elevator doors open and him just like lying on the floor covered in condoms and you're just like what is happening? But the show is amazing. It's really good and really poignant and horribly realistic in some ways that make you kind of sad. But it all you know because you're like this is this is reality hitting you and. And I don't know why I just I don't know why I love this show so much, but like I just love it so much. So after that is a, a little bit of a controversial one that I personally like, but have yet to find any other person who in that I talk to who liked this show, and that would be uh, *Mirror of the Witch*, which is known as *Secret Healer* ah. on Netflix. And I love a good fantasy show. And I also love Yoon Shiyun, and he was incredible in this, and she was incredible. And there was, like, a whole big thing about, like, she was, like, a minor and, like, 10 years younger than him when it was filmed. But, like, there isn't anything inappropriate that happens. Like, there's no, like, you know, there's no, you know, sexual things at all. Um, so, like, it wasn't, it wasn't uncomfortable to watch because it's not like, you know, there's any... Like, no, she was above board where she plays like a cursed princess who has magical powers and was supposed to be murdered. But instead of the guy, the Taoist priest who was supposed to kill her because she was like the cursed twin Mm. of the the royal family, he like saved her instead. And then bad things happen because she's cursed. Um, 
but it's real. It's really good. Uh, next on my list was also because this is my first life because that show is incredible and mm-hmm. y'all should watch it. Jesse already went into it. I don't need to go into it anymore. So <laughs> five. I'm actually have three that are tied because they're all kind of the same genre for my like number five slot. One is uh, Cruel City, otherwise known as Heartless City, uh, or as my husband calls it, everyone's a cop, the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then next to that, which is about basically uh, cops trying to take down a drug ring, but the drug ring leader is also a cop trying to take down a bigger drug ring, but he's undercover so nobody knows. Really good. Next is Save Me, which is about a girl trying to escape a religious cult with the help of really incompetent teenage boys who just try their they try their best. <laughs> and then one that came out last year, uh, Lawless Lawyer, which was so good. So good. So good. The, my only problem with it is that I wish that he had kept the knuckle tattoos from the first scene throughout the whole show. It would have actually made it better. <laughs> it would have made a difference. Like, it, it like actually would have made a small but important difference because it would have fit his character so much better. But I digress. Irrelevant. <laughs> for my top five. Okay. To preface mine, I'm really, really crummy at ranking things. It takes me like decades to figure out. So, this is just going to be special. Feel Good to Die is, I guess, number one. Because I'm a sucker for like Christmas Carol type stuff, and it's pretty much a Christmas Carol K drama. Mm. So, it works for me. <laughs> uh, and it was just really silly. Like, silly yet had a message to it. So. Mm. I also like how they kind of Groundhog's Day five billion times over in different ways. It was just, there's a lot of unique stuff going on there. And I liked the romance aspect, but some people didn't dig it. That's okay. I thought it was really cute. Lawless Lawyer, I think, is on my list. I mean, I think I'm even going to rewatch that a few times. But that's that's the way I felt about that. I I liked how there was a lot of battle against corruption. I have a secret, a special place in my heart for... I need to name that genre. Pretty much action, main lead guy likes to fight a lot show, whatever that genre yeah. is. <laughs> you know, it's it's the same genre as the fiery priest. It's the same, yeah. like, I mean. Waller with a heart of gold. Yeah. I mean, big <laughs> tail, but he's going to do good at it. Like, I, it, it works. It's like the player with one guy. I mean, it kind of. Kind of. Without teamwork, just. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of the player, the player probably makes my list because uh, yeah, I, I like the I like the teamwork. They didn't shy away from exploring all the characters. A really cool girl character, which you don't mm-hmm. get to see too often. Mm. Which that was an aspect of Lawless Lawyer I actually like too. Mm. The lead chick in that show is awesome, and she and she can get it. Actually, both of them can get it. Lawless Lawyer. Like, <laughs> and they do. <laughs> Very rare in a K drama. Well, like, and they're, an actual they're, adult seeming romance is actually really chill, and that's really nice to see. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, I'll do a throwback since everyone's gonna do a throwback. I will claim Secret Garden, which I probably wouldn't be able to watch the entirety of again. I would probably have to fast forward through the crazy mother-in-law scenes. 
but mm, I really like it. It makes me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. What number am I at? Four? I don't know. That's like, fine. Four or five. I will claim. <laughs> She's like, mine? I have mine. a list. I'm, I'm just trying to. I will claim Are You Human 2. Well, okay, I'm going to smush another one. I am, I'm not a robot. I'll put both of them in that. <laughs> yeah, they're both they're they're ro- the robot genre. <laughs> they're very <laughs> They're bookends. People think that they're very similar. They're not. They're not at okay. all, no. no. Totally, no. they are totally different. One one has an actual working robot in it. <laughs> the other one <laughs> does not. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, like, I mean, shit, times. She, she sort of works, but mostly not. She spends most of the show being repaired. Do <laughs> <laughs> that. Do that. All right. Uh, the next is a quick one. Another quick little <laughs> question from our main man, Ricky, once again. Uh, he wants to know, bang, marry, kill between Gong Yu, Song Joon Ki, and Park Bo Gum. He's, he's asking the real questions, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the important this is the stuff that our listeners want to know. <laughs> so Gong Yu, Song Joon Ki, Park Bo Gum. All right. I'm gonna go with Bang Gong Yu, Mary Song Joon Ki, and sorry, Bo Gum, you're dead to me. <laughs> fair, fair. It, without his hair, it, he cut yeah. the hair, and it, 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 it's just the sex appeal was gone for you, huh? Yep. <laughs> You're like, no, I need something to need something to hold on to, right? <laughs> He's out. <laughs> off with the hair, off with the head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, how about you, Jesse? Um, oh man, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not a very big Song Joon Ki person unless he's in Running Man. Um, so. But I don't really want to... Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Bang Pog Bo Gum, marry Gong Yu, and kill Sung Jun Ki. <laughs> All right. So mine, marry Gong Yu, because he seems like he would be a really good husband. He would, um, yeah. Bang Sung Jun Ki, because he seems like he'd put a lot of effort into it. So it would be like, he'd make it fun for everyone. You know, he seems like a real nice guy, but like, he seems a little too... Too nice and too religious for your old atheist friend over here. So, Park Bogum's gotta go. Sorry, my man. Sorry. No, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. I just killed you. I just, <laughs> I didn't. We, he just killed him in my heart. I killed him from oh, my oh, okay. late bit. Yeah. He He's doesn't... alive in mine, so it's yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> <You can> have him. <laughs> okay, I will. Because now I have like pity on him. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I will I will claim I will marry Park Bogum. Oh, oh I see what you and yeah. kill Song Jun Ki. Okay. Hmm. So none of us are willing to kill Gong Yu. No, we want him in our that, lives. That, <laughs> He's just one way or another. We just we just want life. him around us in some way. He lives. <laughs> Gong Gong Yu always lives. Unless you're watching Train to Busan. <laughs> okay. So the next question was from. That is. Wait, wait, wait. Like, if you haven't, seen, it's been out for like three years, guys. It's like take two. Like, 
zombie movie that. too. Like, it's on Netflix. like, calm down. If you don't know how it ends, like, we're under a rock, come on. <laughs> All right. The next question was for Mally, and do you have any tips for helping memorize actors' names? The only tip I could give is that I did find it a lot easier once I started to learn the Hangul alphabet. So I did that using um, an app called Hangul Punch, which was actually kind of fun to play. And uh, once I had the Hangul, then it helped me to differentiate some of the like mm -hmm. some of the similar sounding names and things I, because I I could look them up and see how it was actually written and that helped me but other than that I can only say like maybe saying the name over and over again like mm -hmm. looking at the name and looking at the person's picture or something and saying I still don't remember everybody's name because yeah. I'm, I'm going to be like honest there's a lot of people. I am bad. I am bad with non-Korean names. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm bad with all. Like, listen, if I didn't see you every day, I'd forget all your names. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I. There are times when I can't remember coworkers' names. Yeah. So I, it's really hard to memorize names. And there are days when I like magically remember someone's name. And it could not be my favorite person. And then my favorite person will, like, be like, you know, that person. That person, <laughs> you know. But it definitely, like, reading, like, learning Hangul and, like, reading the name. Like, mm. just, like, actually physically seeing it instead of just, like, listening to it does tend to help. I guess that could help. But also, you know, I don't remember names. It doesn't yeah. matter what country you're from or even, like, your relationship to me. I'll be like, <laughs> that person? You know, the guy, the guy, the guy, you know, the guy, you know, the one with the face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm pretty crummy at names, too, in general. But for me, as far as knowing that I'm able to remember K-pop names means it's because of familiarity with just seeing them in a lot of different situations. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I am able to remember at least a small handful of actor names, but it's because I've probably seen them in a lot yeah. of different, not just dramas, probably also variety shows, interviews. Yeah. It's just a familiarity thing. Yeah. But past that, yeah. if I've only seen somebody in maybe even a few dramas, I will probably still space on their name. Even if they're like a huge bias of mine, I will still probably forget. So Unless unless they're Kim Wan-hae, we'll never forget him. <laughs> no. Well, like, never forget him. There's no universe that I'm going to forget Cha and Wu's name, but there could be a day that I forget. I mean, it, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, but since yeah. I've seen him yeah. in so many different mm. ways, it would it, it'd be difficult for me to space on his name. So same thing with Kim Won Hey, I've seen him in so much. We're also um we Google a lot on this podcast, so if we yes. seem like we know, it's because maybe we put a cheat sheet up or like before I tweet something, I'll like make sure to go and like find that person's yeah. name, which is so also kind of been good about like helping. And also, some, sometimes and one time very embarrassingly, my autocorrect. <laughs> failed me so I'm like a huge EXO stan and I meant to write something about Jonghyun and it replaced it with Jonghyun and then I was the fool and I was like <laughs> autocorrect <sighs> and we were all like Kai is not in that picture yeah what I know they were all like, what about? Like, they're all like looking for Kai and I'm like no damn it no I just <laughs> so it's okay if you don't remember their names we do we do make effort though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you can do it, really. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know these people. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're not going to care that you don't know their name. So, the next question is from Spanish Natalia again. Yay! Spanish Natalia! Uh, it's, a, it's a two-parter. What is your favorite trope, and what is the trope you hate the most? The trope I hate, hate, hate the most, and I didn't realize it until this past year, and I've seen it in, like, I saw it, I think, in three different dramas inside of, like, a week and a half, and I was like, <gasps> it has to stop. It's the one where the, like, usually second female lead gets, you know, shut out, shut down, whatever, and then threatens suicide. Or attempt suicide, which is a little less horrible because, in a sense, because like a, it shows you that the character is really distressed. yeah they're not just they're not I just mean, manipulating not just, you. But frequently, it is just a form of blackmail against the male lead or against the female lead to like get out of the man's life or whatever. But it's like the the most subtle form is I think like when they go just would you be okay if something bad happened to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of like, mm-hmm. yeah, actually. <laughs> you're like, actually, <laughs> I would have had two thoughts. Like, you're your own person. Your life is in your hands. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, that, I hate it because I think it makes light of suicide. I think it, mm-hmm. like, it makes women look bad. It's never the male second lead. It's no. never the male second lead. He always bows out gracefully. Yeah. It's not, it's like, it's always the girl and she threatens suicide and tries I'm, to control the male lead through it. And I hate it. Hate it. If I never see it again, it'll I will be too be soon. You want it to die in a fire. Die in a yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the one I love the most um, is the con job double, double cross. So like, <laughs> There's always in the con job or the heist film or whatever. And it's like the there's always that one weak link that you think is going to double cross everybody. But it, turn, it turns out that they didn't really double cross. They were like double crossing the like people who thought they were getting them to double cross. And it's, I love that. I love that when they like. When it's done oh, well. Sure. Yeah. Like you're betraying your friends and at the end it's like ha ha no I didn't and you're like yeah (laughs) I think the trope that I hate the most goes with my God's quiz answer is the bumbling idiots cops especially when they're only there for comedic relief it's one thing if like the show has comedy to it and then they add the the like comedy or it's just like kind of like toned down but it's like they're funny but they still are able to do their job when they're just like so amped up that you're like these people don't know how to be a cop it pulls you like even on like the stupidest written show it pulls you out you're like but this person never would be in this position <laughs> yeah because it's, so in in korea it's a lot harder to become a cop yeah like you have to pass several written exams that are gets, known to be it's weird because it all like i do find it most when it's like a show that deals with like deaths mm. so then you have like the people who are supposed to be the ones to figure out this murder or whatever it is 
they're bumbling idiots. And then it's, it's, you just feel bad for the like victim in it. And you're like, but this is weird. That's like, I don't like it at all. Like that could go away because it also happens in Western dramas too. So it's like across the board. I hate it. Let's not do that again. Um, And then favorite trope. I think everybody knows that I love found family. Love it. (laughs) Especially if like they're completely found family and they just come together randomly and like, I, I do feel like workplace found families are kind of like You're where I like it. it the most because that yeah. I feel is like the most collection of people who, even though you share the common thing of being in the, the job, you all are completely different human yeah. beings. And then when they come together to like rally behind someone to get them through something at the job, I think that's mm-hmm. really sweet. And then kind of like tying into that, the, um, mentorship person like the person who mentors the like lead character and like kind of takes them along and then you, it's almost they become like a father or a mother to them and and lead them into a better situation I love those so for me the one I hate the most is when in like the second to last episode they have to break up and one of them has to go out of the country or whatever for like a year time jump why Like, that's not how people do things. Like, that's not, and it's like, what? Like, you have to leave the country on business, and you you can't text, like. And across the board, they won't, they won't communicate ever. No. And then they just come back, and everything's fine. Like, that's not how life works. Anyway, okay. I'm not going to get into it, because, like, I could wax poetic. Complain, complain, complain. Keep it positive. But the one that I love is also pretty well known for me. Contract marriages. <laughs> Especially if they begin with, well, we'll have to get married because of X, but we're never, like, we hate each other, so we're never going to fall in love. I'm like, yes! <laughs> 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 and, and I can't wait for them to fall in love. <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite thing in the entire world. Love it. Love it. So my least favorite trope is gaslighting. I it is typically done to women, Mm. but I mean it can act. It can be done to male characters too. I just feel like it often is done to women, and I think part of the reason why that drives me nuts is it actually happens to women a lot in real life. Yeah, often. And the thing is, it can actually be. I don't even remember the last time I I freaked out about it recent with a recent show that was on air i can't even remember but it was pretty subtle but it was just enough gaslighting that it still drove me nuts this just yeah i mm. know that that yeah mm. so it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be a very heavy-handed long arc of gaslighting it can just be like even just one tiny situation no like that makes me dislike a character pretty quick yeah don't dig it mm-hmm. um what i love I think is enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. I actually see it. I haven't I haven't ran across it that much. That's because you haven't been watching enough contract marriage drama. <laughs> <laughs> That's the classic trope in contract marriage. I mean, I think I've seen it in a couple of uh, Taiwanese shows. I, I, I think that's actually what got, I think because it got me into watching dramas. It, mm. it, I felt like there was some, there was some You've Got Mail Pride and Prejudice scene going on. And so I was like, ooh, I, c- I can do this. <laughs> so I think that's fine. Mally asked about 
shaggy hair on male leads. Where do we stand yes. on this this okay. new newish trend or you know and we have thoughts, we have feelings. Okay. We, you know some of our feelings are very passionate. <laughs> and by someone I mean myself. I am well, me too. I mean I already said I was gonna kill Bo Gum because he cut his hair. So yeah. I mean Saggy <laughs> works You're for really me also. passionate. I if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that my Twitter name is Talia the Mullet Apologist because I love K pop mullets. I love them so much. I don't even know why. It was like the first time I saw one, I was like, a mullet, really? And then like I looked at it for like 30 seconds. And then like a mullet, really? Like at first, like it was sort of like me and Tachyon. The first time I saw him, I was like, him? And then I was like, ooh. Then I looked at him for a while and I was like, oh no. Oh yes. Like that like something in me just like it's like I had just found what I'd been looking for my entire life and it was good looking Asian men with mullets making the mullets look good rather than gross country dudes with their <laughs> see because K-pop mullets are not the same as white people mullets. No. They're very they're good. They're they're very chic. Um, white people mullets are disgusting. <laughs> K-pop mullets, on the other hand, mwah, I am in it to win it. Long hair on dude. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> like, you know, there's that whole thing with like man buns where everyone's making fun of man buns. I always had to hold my tongue because I was like, man bun, yes. <laughs> I think maybe like I love historical dramas a lot and there's, there's a lot of sweet hair going on. <laughs> Uh, ooh, long hair, love it. Mm. Yeah, and I think, um, in particular, Mally was asking about um, J-, J dramas, and yeah, they do tend to, they do seem to go for the shaggier haircuts more in the Japanese dramas. Mm. But um, it works. It's mm. good. It does it's work. I, re- I really it's- like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one of our um, friends on Twitter, Trotwood. She writes for a blog, and she actually did, like, a two-part blog extravaganza <laughs> on, um, is it Sato, Sato, Takumi yeah. hair? Like, just, mm-hmm. like, pictures and pictures of his hair. Like, it's glorious. It's just glorious. He, The man is sex, and the hair is gorgeous. So, <laughs> the man is sex, the you, hair is sex. It's all a kink. If you don't like and, long hair on dudes, you're looking at the wrong dudes and the long, <laughs> long, long hair. That's no, all what? I can say. You're right. Like long hair can can only get you so far. You know what I mean? Because like I have seen some nasty long hair. We also had a question from Jade. She asked about skinship in dramas. Has it changed? Has it gotten? Has it actually gotten better or more in recent years? Do we think this is because of Western influence or the influence of Western fans? Do we, how do we feel about it? I have to say for myself personally, it's hard for me to say because Mm -hmm. I haven't delved much into older dramas and I've only started watching dramas like about, I'm coming up on my like three year anniversary. Some of the older dramas are. Friendships always existed. Some of the older dramas are actually a little spicier than some of the newer ones. Like, uh, like Coffee Prince, for example, has like a, a full on, you know what they're up to, but they've added to that a bit more in recent, like, it depends on the drama. This is the other thing, too. Mm. It depends. 
It depends on the genre. It depends on what time it's time slot. It depends on what station it's on. Because, like, you're more apt to see, like, you know, uh, skinship on, like, an OCN drama, but usually not in a positive way. Uh, or, like, a TVN drama will have, will be a bit spicier than, like, a, you know, a cable, than a non, than a public network drama. So I think it really depends on that. And I don't actually see that much Western influence, because if there was, it would be uh, much spicier than, uh, it's like it's like one chili pepper versus like well and like, the idea for me that um the idea that western viewers would drive that as well like i think yeah. we've we've seen pretty significantly that they don't really care about what the western viewers are watching if they i saw like a video <laughs> on youtube once where they were like oh yeah like there's all these uh, you know, people in North America that love Korean dramas, and like the Korean person was like, "Why? Like, why would they watch? Why would they watch our stuff?" Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I come to Korean dramas to get away from the like people just met and fall into bed and like overly naked sex scenes and stuff. It's like it's too much for me, and I I'd rather watch less. Less is more. Yeah, it's definitely like based on who the audience is going to be because if we're being really honest with ourselves a lot of the stuff we see on like SBS and KBS are for older women like that's who yeah. their actual demographic so it's not even like that they're doing it like modestly in a way it's more of just it's not something that's essential so it's not mm-hmm. going to happen they're just not going to waste time on it and I feel like where you would see the more kind of growth is in social justice issues, more about like grabbing a wrist, see that kind of stopping or like being more open to LGBTQ relationship, that sort of thing, as opposed to like ramping up skinship and like the sexual, like romantic interests. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe there is like a point or if you've been watching a lot, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I see it. Like, I think I think the spiciest I've seen was probably uh, Secretary Kim, where he, he made he had he took the shirt off and started unbuttoning her shirt. And then it and then it faded, <laughs> faded to black. And I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoo, stand self. Like, this is a, I don't think I can watch this with my mother, like too spicy. And then I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You have to even watch this with your mother. So. We did also ask for K-pop questions, but we only got a single K-pop question from Besides James. The ones we asked each other. Yes, we we did well, ask each other we, things. We, they were fake questions. Well, we did we did get a couple more, but we can't really answer them because Genetic. no, we're not. Yeah, we're not industry. We're experts. not experts. We honestly don't know that much other than just what we observe so like yeah, we were kind of looking for more like personal questions yeah preference so like, deep if, type if haha we, questions yeah like so someone had asked like the the process for being a trainee we don't know that we're we're, we're not involved in that we just like listening to the music after they've been trainees you know <laughs> so the, the, the one k-pop question that we got was is there a genre of music that you finally tried listening to because of K-pop? And that was from Jane. Thank you, Jane, for your wonderful question. I can't say that there is. For me, I've always listened to a lot of different music. Like I used to always say, like even in high school and stuff, I would say I listen to good music. 
and it didn't really matter what the genre was. So I'd listen to country and rap and dance and pop and whatever. Like I was very opposite. I like jazz. I like everything. You know, Mm -hmm. I I like listening to everything, but usually I like listening to the worst of everything, like the worst music. Like I just love it. I love bad stuff. What's wrong with me? But like I listened to everything. But like even before I got into K-pop, like I listened to J-pop. I was big into musicals. Like I love show tunes. Actually, I like everything but country, with one exception. Dolly Parton, my friend. Dolly Parton. I'm the same way. Can't I mean, country. like I can do bluegrass. I can't do country. Yeah, I can do I can do blues. I can do like like Louisiana style like mm-hmm. like stuff. But I think there are good songs. I've enjoyed. You know, well, you I've. Know, uh, yeah. I've enjoyed a, a Garth Brooks tune or two in my time. Like, like I'm sure, I'm sure I I've like hummed along with one before, but in general, like I when don't country comes out. on, I'm like, oh, yeah. change it. But I, I always laugh at how ridiculously, like when I put like my Spotify on shuffle, shenanigans, just like it, it's no congruous. Like it'll go from like EDM to like a Disney song, and then it'll be like a, you know a hardcore rap. And it'll go to, like, some sort of, like, ukulele, like, indie. Like, there's no no real rhyme or reason to anything I listen to. I just, I like what I like. I'm the exact same way. K-pop, listening to K-pop has opened me up to more um, international music. So, Mm -hmm. like, getting into K-pop, I also will listen to Mando Pop now and J-pop. And Q-pop is coming through my... Spotify now and like I like all of it there's stuff that I like I'm really liking Q-pop lately so Mm, I mean I think for me that's that's given me a wider perspective on music yeah I feel like I might listen to more pop music because of K-pop and that's about it like I, I do actually like I would probably not go to like a western radio station and turn on like the regular pop station I would go for like I usually like alternative rock that's like Mm -hmm. where my genre would lie but like in k-pop I'm more open to like doing the pop stuff but it I also kind of listen to that but I also love musicals and I love classical and I love like a whole bunch of stuff so and like I was always into j-rock since high school so I, I think there it was, probably is just pop is like more prevalent than yeah. it would be if I was just listening to Western music, but I do listen to a bunch of different stuff and I, shuffle is crazy in the clean room. If you're ever at work with me, it's yeah. nuts. I just, do have, have one group, one Western group that I started listening to because of K-pop and it's going to sound really weird, but I started listening to Maroon 5 because in like my, and I like never really cared about Maroon 5. Like they didn't just, they just never showed up in mind, but on one of my, like, uh, you know, like, they make your playlists on Spotify, like, your daily mix. They put the song Lucky Strike by Maroon 5, and I was struck <laughs> by how much it sounded like a K-pop song, and I really liked the vibe of it. So I started listening to Maroon 5 because of that one song that sounded like it could be a K-pop song. What about you, Sky? So I listened to a pretty big variety, too. Um, in general, though... Not a big country fan, which is kind of funny. I grew up in Oklahoma, so I was definitely surrounded by it. And rap was really not on my radar, just because language reason. I just I wasn't exposed to it a lot, first of all. But it, it just never was an interest of mine. 
Um, I really wasn't even exposed to much EDM. Just wasn't around it. I was mostly in my little alt-rock universe. Um, so K-pop, as I've gotten into it, it actually has been a slow progression of exposing myself to other parts of even K-pop in general and kind of getting to like them as I get used to them. So even rap, it took me a little bit to be to get used to it, to like it, to to figure out what parts of it I liked. Um, and even EDM, dance music and stuff, I just wasn't used to it. So it did expose me to a lot of different genres of music that I was not really listening to before. I do know that one that I definitely would have never been exposed to without K-pop would have been Trot. Mm. I would have thought that Trot was a weird genre that I wouldn't have... I love Trot music. Because some of it is just so different sounding. But once you find, like, kind of the newer Trot stuff, and even some of the older really fun songs, it's a very unique sound, but you can kind of see the charm of it eventually if you've exposed yourself enough to it. So that's that's yeah. really interesting. I, I've, I've learned a lot. I, I started in Mando Pop a little bit before I got into K-pop. But, and yeah, I, I've never been a big poppy song fan, and I pretty much am way more okay with that now because of K-pop. So. All right, that was it for the questions. Thank you, everyone. Uh, maybe in the future we'll do another one and get more questions from y'all about us. So because we reached a thousand downloads we thought oh it'd be fun to watch something that has a thousand in the title and the only thing that we could actually find legal subs for was thousand kisses so we watched the first episode a couple episodes and it's Um, a 50 episode family drama right yeah it's like a weekender it's from 2011 i think yeah it's a it's an older one kind of it's older I like the one lead um, quite a lot in it. So that was part of the reason I was willing to give it a shot because I like him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he plays like a manager of a sports, like a soccer team or something. So like, I like sports dramas. So I was sort of like, okay, cool. Sports. (laughs) So um, yeah, but I mean, we only watched the first couple episodes. First couple episodes of a weekender is never really going to give you a whole lot of plot. No. It's mostly just mm-hmm. setup and character. So yeah. the main character is a woman who is married to a guy who, in the first five minutes, you find out he's a cheating ass. It's the guy from Touch Your Heart. Yep. Yeah. The um, bumbling no. idiot lawyer guy. <laughs> no, it's not. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It is. No, the he's handsome. the guy from um, Father is Strange. No, I'm like Isn't almost it? positive. It's the it dude is. from. T- uh, I thought it was the dude. Now I thought it was the dude from Father is Strange too. I thought so too. Like but they both do a lot of weekenders, so yeah. it could be either of them, really. And they and they do look. He's wearing glasses. It's a whole thing. They, they do look kind of similar. So, but yeah, the right off the bat, I have a trouble. I have a problem with it because when you're setting up for me a relationship, like that the relationship, the main romantic relationship is going to be between somebody who is already married to a different character Mm -hmm. and somebody else, that's a problem for me. Like I can't, I I, I struggle Mm -hmm. with that because the idea that you could be married to somebody and for whatever reason, within six months or less, be head over heels in love with somebody else is 
a big struggle for me. So Well, unless I, you were already like out of love with the person you're with and in the process of Yeah. Which you're like, okay, so this guy's cheating. You find that out right in the beginning. He's cheating. Okay. He's the devil. Fine. Um but you're like, it's still gonna take her a while to get there, right? But no, about halfway through, you find out he's cheated on her like three or four times before. And she keeps forgiving him. And you're like, oh, okay, well, no. Now I'm okay. Now it's fine. Because clearly the seed of dissent has been sown many years before in her heart. So, okay. if I'm kind of okay with it. You know, whatever. And then there's a bunch of other characters. I honestly had it on in the background I didn't pay a lot of attention yeah. which is what I kind of do with weekenders I throw them on and like kind of pay attention so I mean, there, there were another I mean, couple of people that are like pretty well like kind of well known like um the girl who plays her sister is the best friend from um boys over flowers and then one of the girls from four minute is in it and I like and, the guy the oh and I just I just I just googled it Amanda we were incorrect it is. Oh, we were. It's yeah. the bumbling lawyer. They were bumbling. They win again. Okay. Vindication. <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> um, I like kind of spoiled myself. Not really. I read the description on Vicky before starting the episode, mm-hmm. so I kind of knew going in, and like it sets up the as long as Vicky's like description is correct, which we know it could probably not be, but. <laughs> Uh, it does kind of set up what the show is going to be that, like, obviously we would never see in the first two episodes. Like, essentially, it's like their focus is on her being divorced with a kid dating someone who's younger than her. And they're both in different social classes as well. Because she's not, like, super well off, but she's fine. But he's obviously got money because he manages this team. It was okay. watching it I was like "Eh." and then it got to like the end of the first episode and she sees her cheating husband kissing this chick after he swore to her like no 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 it's not not again I would never risk our marriage by doing that again (laughs) and then he goes outside and starts making out with this chick in front of their house and he's mm-hmm. like taking out the trash and, Dude, sees it, really? and she just goes over and starts feeding them with the trash bags <laughs> and it's like <laughs> trash is flying everywhere and it's beautiful it was glorious and you're like yes and then the second episode starts and he's like no 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 you misunderstood what you saw oh. and you're like oh. Oh. because we go. and they also do that thing where every time he does something it's like this upbeat kind of like fun kind of music when he's doing terrible things like Like, he's in the car making out with a girl and it's like just like oh well he's so cute and funny just you know cheating on the (laughs) the wife but like also like the way that she meets up with the the soccer guy is that he doesn't the the husband doesn't show up for a soccer game that he's supposed to be watching with the kid the kid kids like eight or ten or something he's like older and they were supposed to go to the soccer game together. So then the mom has to go with them. Pure and they're going garbage. to see. Yeah. yeah. Pure garbage. Because, like, you're like, okay, you know what? It's one thing. You fall out of love or you've got the libido and you need to cheat. Whatever. That's between you and your wife. But when you start screwing over your kid, he's like, 
tapping. I mean, the first scene, it's like the kids recital at school, and he's like watching his watch, yeah, like, like, like mm. oh, because you gotta, gotta go cheat. Gotta have sex yeah. like he's like listen i got a dick appointment <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> like, and then he just totally like bails on his kid like they have tickets to go see a professional sports match and he's and this like kid like loves soccer yeah he's, he's like just been obsessed so with it bad husband he's the bad dad and... and then of course they live with his mom who like does awful. The, the trope of like being terrible to her and then you also kind of they they touch on it a little bit but the the female lead mom left when she was very young so she Seven. lived with her grandma like so that is also brought up so that's probably why she stayed with the husband a little bit longer yeah, than she should but where i think for me if i started watching it when it was airing I think I would stick with it. Like, I kind of like the characters, and mm. I could see sticking with it. Am I going to watch it now? No. I'm not. I'm, there was, I'm like, not. a moment yeah. towards the end of the second episode, because I did have it mostly on the background, but that's okay, because, you know, it's, it's a weird really, like, You don't need you don't, to, like, yeah. You don't need every but line. There was, like, a second I was like, you know, I could watch another <laughs> episode. But am I going to? No. I, that, like that I have shows that I want to watch, and I wasn't like super into it, and I'm not super into any of the like actors that are in it, so there's like not that push. Mm, yeah, and it was only two episodes, and we didn't really see much progression. I mean, like obviously we won't, but yeah. So, uh, to me, the first time the two leads meet, they're kind of antagonistic towards each other, mm-hmm. and we know that's a thing for me. The chef guy from Coffee uh, Friends is in it as a professional soccer player or a college oh, soccer yeah. player. Oh, yeah, that's where right. I recognize him. He was super young with, like, shaggy hair. I was like, oh, he's in this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, heart beating stronger. And the little precocious kid is just the right amount of precocious and not annoying. Like, that's true. He was actually, was like, not cute. annoying. So... I'm not saying I'm going to, like, watch it right now, but it might be one of those, like, once in a while I'll pick up an episode. I didn't I hate it. I could see doing so. that, too. I could see and throwing I could watch it anything, on in the background. So. Well, see, but... my problem is I already have two Weekenders that I started that I haven't, like, continued on that I want to continue on. Four or five episodes in on both of them. I'm like, kind of want to watch those before I start a new yeah. one. Yeah, whereas it's... I don't have any Weekenders on my radar, so this might be the one that I sometimes... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have no weekend on, weekenders on your radar, no matter I have how not many times. Watched... A man, how many times I tell you to watch Five Children? Nothing. The disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to. I want to try that. Mother of mine, I think, is coming up. I saw weekend. that next weekend. I think Akawa has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm pretty sure I found I it like as a. Like, club. single mom with three adult daughters. I'm like, mm, yeah, that sounds like something I'd be into. So I really like the, the, that actress. She's, like, yeah, one of my favorite good. older actresses. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the mom from Father Strange. Mm, so, she's so wonderful. So I think I'll get Oh, that. technically I have three Weekenders. Oh, no, I just she remembered. Just remembered <laughs> Go, Mrs. Go. Because he took it off Netflix. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> 
Womp, womp. <laughs> You'll never be free. No. <laughs> but you know what the best part about weekenders is? You can put them on when you're at work because you don't have to pay. Because, like, everything happens so that. slowly that, like, they're, like, sort of like a soap opera, right? Like, yeah. if you miss an episode and go back in, you didn't really miss that much. Yeah. See, that's really good advice since I haven't watched one before. Like, so when I watched the first episode of this one, I mean, I like watched it like I would any other show, which was totally unnecessary. So <laughs> knowing that I could kind of go about my business a little bit is probably good advice. Yeah. And like, there's no like big twists and turns that these shows take. Like, they're pretty. <laughs> Like, even keel well, for the most of it. They do tend to, it depends on which one you're watching, right? Like, yeah. some of them are very, some weekenders are very Mac Jang. Mm. Like, mm. stuff happens, and you're like, where, why, what? So, I think the biggest thing with the family dramas is that there's so many characters, because also the families are bigger. So, like, yeah. you have multiple siblings, and then they're all connected. And that's, like, the biggest thing to remember, like, catching on, like, oh, this person works for this person. That's this person. That's the love interest of this person. Yeah. And then these two are, like, really close, but they're also, like, family or cousins, so you don't, like, catch yeah. on to it really quickly. So I think that's, the, like, the biggest problem or, like, the biggest hurdle in family dramas is, like, okay, now that I've got everybody, like, situated, now we can, like, just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> So are we going to watch a thousand episodes, a thousand kisses? Of... No, probably no. not. But maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> maybe one day we'll be like, hey, what's that? We actually finished that show. <laughs> we finished a thousand <laughs> kisses. Let's, let's finish it. Let's finish it by the time we get 10,000 listens. That'll be our goal, is to have finished, has watched all of them. So, this has been another fantastic episode, I assume, of <laughs> Certified Newness. Uh, we hope you have as much fun listening to us as we have talking to each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can find us wherever you're listening to us, but also on Spotify. Google Play, iTunes, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, and we love chatting all things K-dramas, K-pop. All right, hope you have a great week. Bye! Thanks for listening! Bye.